So, welcome to my podcast, uh, TRT King of the News, and uh, it's just me in the hot tub today. Uh, Sergio's uh, taking over, um, which is me. <laughs> and Christian's, uh, I don't know what he's doing. He's probably getting the stream set up because we're going to stream on Twitch and stuff like that. But I just wanted to do a, a podcast in, in the hot tub again. So, if you hear a little bit of bubbles, that's what you're listening to. Um, so hopefully that won't bother you as much. Um, someday I would love to do like a professional setup around the hot tub and without getting electrocuted and stuff like that, like very safely and, uh, you know, get a beautiful mic that, uh, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't like catch every little stupid thing around me, not even a bee, you know, have you ever, uh, I'm not even kidding. Have you ever thought of, uh, have you ever been cooking outside and a bee decides to say hi to you? And, um, you know, that's one of the things that I'm actually really afraid of. You know, hey, let's talk about little uh, things that we're afraid of. So I'm afraid of bees. I'm really afraid of bees, specifically honeybees. And I know they're harmless in nature. They're, they're, you know, they're scared of you and we're scared of them, blah, blah, blah. But for some reason, a honeybee scares me. Um, it could be, it's probably the stinger, I, I would just have to say. And um, one time I was grilling outside at this house and a stupid bee decides to come say hi to me, stays on my shirt, crawls up my neck. Believe me on this, my neck. Then crawls to my cheek. And I stood there like if it was Jurassic Park where the T-Rex, you know, where the two people go in the cave and they're just like sitting there like, and and the famous quote is like, don't move it was same thing that thing oh my goodness i i didn't move and it just would not leave so what did i do i quickly took off my shirt and dumped into the pool in hopes that it went it came off of me and it did it it did come off of me but whenever i got out of the pool it was it was on my hand <laughs> so i freaked out and moved my my hand a certain way and then ran inside. And uh, that whole dilemma lasted for 15 minutes. So, you know, it was something really scary, uh, you know, scary for me and traumatizing. Another thing that was scary for me um, are spiders. Spiders is another thing that I'm actually really afraid of. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be a tarantula or whatever it is, a harmless little spider. It is extremely horrifying. And um, I have a lot of stories that I would share, but I kind of just want to move on from my fears besides, um, well, I'll tell you a good fear. A fear that that uh, I have for a long period of time was dogs. And it, I know that's kind of sounds silly to say, well, Sergio, why are you afraid of dogs? Well, I am, I am afraid of dogs. But it's, there is something that happened whenever I was 12 that made me afraid of dogs. And what? And this story was on the news, my local news here, and that was actually my first appearance on the news. And, and it was not a good thing. Um, was So I have this friend, Brendan, and we grew up together. Uh, he was like a neighborhood, he was uh, somebody that grew up with us for a very long time. And... Uh, yeah, he was our neighbor. And so we decided, and we lived in this area called Lake Ridge. Um, there's a golf course, it's super green, it's super beautiful. And, uh, you know, 
we went to one of our friends' house that I don't want to name necessarily because, yeah, I don't think they would appreciate me telling them their last name or whatever or their names. But we went to this house, and next uh, in the front area, there's this big golf course. So we wanted to like I can't remember what exactly. Oh my god, a goose, a geese literally scared me. It went and it scared me. I'm like, oh my god. Anyways. It's uh, currently cold season, so we have all the Canadian geese coming this way. Um, so if you heard that, then lucky for you. Uh, I don't know if you can hear that. Anyways, so I can't remember what exactly we wanted to do um, at the at the park. I think we were going to drive RC cars, radio control cars. Either that or it was just like, oh, let's just go to the park, uh, to the, to the, uh, the, to the golf course, you know? So we did, and in this area, this house, so there's like a little alleyway to get to the golf course. One of the houses on the left side had a pit bull mix. And um, so it was super aggressive. We literally, you know, just walked by and it's like, rah, 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 you know, like really barking. And it, it could see its teeth foaming in its mouth, like super aggressive. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I wasn't normally afraid of dogs, but I knew this dog, if it got out, somehow this pit bull can jump a six foot fence, we're dead. You know, like I can't imagine what damage it could have done, you know, to me if it just jumped out. But here's something crazy. So we were out in the golf course and the freaking owner decides to take the dog out. It takes the dog out and says, Hey guys, do you want to say hi to my dog? And it's bra 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 bra. You know, it's barking. And the thing is that freaked me out was it's kind of like a clown. This dog starts panting, right, with his tongue out. And at the time, I thought, oh well, it's a calm, relaxed dog. You know, it's like, you know, like super relaxed. Well, no. Um, apparently, I learned somewhere on the good old internet of veterinarian. Um, panting can mean a lot of things, especially stress and anxiety. Panting doesn't necessarily mean it is good or just trying to exhale. There's a reason making this dog exhale profusely. So I don't know if I said that right. I, I don't even think that's a word. But anyways, so she, without a leash or anything, she's like, hey, you, one of y'all want to come pet my dog? And guess what? I looked at Christian, Christian's on the right of me, Brennan was on the left of me, and I look at Christian like, dude, let's go pet it, like, you know, we could face her, not not face her fears, but I think it'd be really cool to pet this really dangerous dog, even though it looks really harmless right now. And then Christian's like, no, 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 no. And then Brennan was like, fine, I will do it, you know, just like that. You know, he, he had this voice, fine, I will do it. And he, and he literally walks up to the dog, right? He lets the dog sniff his hand, but then he goes to pet the top of the Pitbull Mick's head. And without any type of warning or anything, it, the, the dog jumps so high, goes towards Brennan's neck. Brennan, and then he, uh, Brennan covers his neck before hitting his neck, Brennan covers his neck right on time, biting his right arm, or either left or right arm. 
on the, uh, you know, the meatier part of your arm, you know, the upper part, you know, where your bicep and triceps are, right there. It missed a major artery, okay? That's what's insane from the arm. You know, you have a major artery. And that, that can be really lethal if that gets, you know, cut or whatever. So he does that. The dog latches on for 10 seconds. It felt like 30 minutes. It felt like this kid was, you know, this is it, you know. So thankfully, the owner slaps the dog off. But then the dog lunges at his groin area. And it was in a, it was so fast that Brennan could not, you know, protect himself. And the dog um, bites his groin. It misses, I think it was less than a centimeter from his femoral artery, which if you got that severed, you have minutes to live. I mean, that thing is crazy. So whenever that happened, I I didn't know what to do. I literally, my drilling was pumping like crazy. I ran so fast like a cheetah all the way to my friend's house who is a who is a cardiologist and and he practically saved Brendan at the time stopped the bleeding thank god there was a doctor that knew what to do I didn't know what to do we the threat was still there because the dog was still there but being brave and all the cardiologists you know, it's like, you know what, this is wartime, you know, and he saves Brendan by applying pressure, waiting for the paramedics to come. And that was one of the craziest experiences of my life of just felt like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And that was one of them. So that, after that, me and Brendan had this horrible fear of dogs for so long, for, I think, maybe I don't think we were 12 maybe we were like 10 I felt like we we're 10 or no I was probably 11 he was 10 so ever since from there we've been actually horrified of dogs but um, as time went on there's this thing called cognitive behavior therapy and uh, you don't need to go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist for this you actually do it on your own and what that is is you face your fear I was actually really afraid of just small dogs too mainly large dogs but i didn't matter what it was if it was a chihuahua and it barked at me ah i would have this type of ptsd anxiety um and so this so after a while you know we had friends you know we were like 12 13 you know whatever everyone had a dog you know you're always around the dogs and you pet them, you let them on you, you learn all these things about dogs that, you know, they should sniff you so they can get to know you. Don't approach it unless they approach to you. You know, don't look at them in the eyes. Don't do that because then they'll feel challenged or, and stuff like that. So there's all these things that dogs do that we were never taught. And I really think it's super important that we're taught that, at least in school, because they're animals and we're around them 24-7. And we could avoid so many, you know, disasters like this. Anyways, um... So I was just around all these dogs, you know, and then I used to be so afraid of labs and, and I know labs are the most sweetest dogs ever. Like they're literally the most, like if you have any type of anxiety or depression or whatever, Labradors is what you get. I mean, they're, they're always so friendly. They want to be next to you. They're, they're, they, they actually check up on you, you know, they know when you're sad and stuff. So they're just beautiful dogs and I was actually afraid of them. 
but like I said through cognitive behavior therapy um, which you know when you take psychology you'll learn about it if you do end up taking psychology we do this naturally we just we we, we didn't know you know before taking psychology I didn't know that I was actually practicing cognitive cognitive behavior therapy until I actually you know you know went to psychology like oh i didn't know oh i felt better after being being around a group of dogs and blah blah blah. like i didn't know that was practice so i guess my point with that is oh and i'm no longer afraid of dogs except pitbulls i'm actually really afraid of pitbulls that just won't it's i know it's a bias but that 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 won't change there's nothing i could do for that um but yeah, uh, but other than that, all the other dogs I'm okay with. I don't mind them, and I love dogs. Like, I love dogs so much that I want to be a vet. And yes, I would treat pit bulls. If I became a vet, I would treat pit bulls. That's something that I would actually do. I would prefer to treat pit bulls because I would, ha I would be able to practice cognitive behavior therapy, which I haven't necessarily been around pit bulls. I've just been around all the other dogs, all the other, all the, all the other breeds and stuff like that. So... So, yeah, that's just something, you know, super top-notch scary that happened to me. Um, and I guess what we can learn from this is, uh, you know, if you're afraid of something, try to find ways to face it and uh, just ease your way into it. And this could be about anything. It could be about, you know, fear of certain foods or foods in general. It could be... Uh, a fear of you know being around people and and socializing uh it could be literally anything and that's something that i've been practicing and that's another reason why chris and i we've been in social media because we were one of the most shyest people you could ever meet the most shyest people you can ever meet even even in school i mean uh, you know it, it was just strange and i feel like people didn't really have the chance to get to know us or give us a chance because we were actually just so shy and we didn't necessarily grow out of it until we started social media we started vine and then you know we had a lot of comments we had a lot of people engaging with us we have a lot of good but we had a lot of bullying and we got to learn that you know some of these people that don't like you are just super it's just a superficial feeling it's a super superficial comment that they don't necessarily mean it it's just you're the outlet because you're the easier target and so that's something that I learned and helped me grow as a person. So, yeah, I guess that's one big lesson is not that I intended for this to be like a lesson podcast, but maybe since I, you know, got something out of it, maybe you can too. And maybe I could just help you in whatever thing you're going through um, in some way. Maybe you could apply this in your life. And I just highly recommend it. So... But yeah, now a little chihuahua can bark at me and, you know, I'm just going to be like, whoa, and the, but then I'll be fine. It's a chihuahua. It's not going to hurt me. If it bites me, I'll be fine, you know? Um, so uh, th there's that. I didn't really plan anything on, you know, certain, you know, topics. I didn't prepare anything. I'm just going off of my mind, you know? Um, I guess we didn't talk about social media yesterday as we wanted to. I didn't we didn't really get into detail because mainly it was like a get to know us type podcast um it was a it was like an update life update which to me those are really boring but i guess we could talk about social media and 
ma mainly what it takes to grow on social media, how to make a business out of it. Um, this is free, you know, this is crazy that I'm doing this, but whatever, I, you know, because of you guys, because of, you know, the listeners, because of my fan base, I wouldn't be where we're at with uh, all these successes that I only think that it's just the beginning, you know, this train is moving, you know, we're, we're leaving the runway, we are going, we are leaving the railroad, you know, rail, railroad, <laughs> you know, but uh, I guess, may, yeah, so we can talk about that for a little bit, and those of you on Anchor, I think you can um, comment or voice memo me your questions um and i'll be able to answer that on the next podcast so if you guys are listening uh there's that feature you could do as well um just let me know let me know how your day's been if you want some advice from me not that i am the best person to give advice or that i think i'm the person that should be giving you advice but you know for conversation's sake and for you to get to know me on a on this kind of podcast level would be really cool so if you have any questions about anything or statements or comments that you want maybe about the podcast what you want to hear uh and improve um you know eventually i would like to get this you know podcast on a way like a whole better quality um but obviously we can't do that just yet uh so anyways about social media um, one of the main things that you could do to grow, I mean, obviously trying to f create, create a, a profile on a, on a platform that you choose that you might like, maybe it's TikTok or maybe it's Snapchat, maybe it's Instagram or Facebook, uh, YouTube, any of those, those are the main platforms that most people have, uh, an audience on. So you, you want to go for platforms that are already, you know, in you know that already making it that if there's a billion people on the platform you have a chance to strike gold eventually like you're not going to get that view that viewership that loyalty that fan base on an app like ovio oveo it's kind of like vine but you're not going to there's just no way to grow unless somehow they pick up an audience uh, a large audience somehow some way and then you could you know get a piece of the pie um, but unfortunately, that's really impossible on apps like OVO, the Like app, um, any other platform that's trying to claim that they're the next big thing, you know. Uh, yeah, you can check it out, dip your toe in the water, and maybe invest a little bit of time, but that's just not where it's at. Um, it, it just won't. And right now, TikTok surpassed Instagram, which is one of the most craziest things I would ever think. Take, uh, Instagram has over a billion active users on Instagram, and it's just really crazy. So I can't imagine how how many users TikTok has more than a billion. So, um, and I love TikTok. I love Instagram Reels. We're under Instagram Reels as well. Not that we work for them or anything, but they kindly appreciate us. They recognized us. Um, they sent us a beautiful package the other day, and it had a lot of things, you know, for 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 our production you know and then tiktok they're very nice to us too they you know we've been honored and fortunate and blessed to for them to view us as one of their uh, creators on the platform so 
So we have 1.6 million followers who are verified. How do we get 1.6 million followers and verified on one of the hardest platforms to get verified on? So we started off many years ago through Musical.ly. Musical.ly was this video creation app where you lip synced. To me, it wasn't my cup of tea. But I knew Vine died. Vine died, I didn't know where else to go. Where I'd go, I went to Musical.ly because I knew it had potential. We had potential to grow. They did have like, I think it was 400 million at the time. I think it was 400 million active users. That's a lot. That is a lot at the, you know, for what Musical.ly was. And we're like, we're just gonna post our skits. So we posted our Vine content, repost, but we also created. One of those, hit like at the time we thought 30,000 views was viral like whoa dude did you see that our video went viral you know what I mean Christian would just look at it and be like dude that's insane you know and that one video really helped to get us at least a loyal of like 200 400 views on each video that's not a lot compared to what we make now but we also noticed that on Musical.ly, they had a platform called Live.ly, Lively, which is a streaming program. It was a streaming, uh, not streaming program, it was a streaming platform where you could stream on Musical.ly, well, using Lively. But it's the same people before they integrated into one app. So we knew there was an exploration opportunity to take before anybody else's. So we grinded on the live streaming side. And from there, we were getting 100 viewers. From those 100 viewers, we were getting, you know, 500 viewers. From there, we were averaging at least two to 3,000 viewers. We had a live lead TV show, We all like every week. We had a, a lot of talk shows that we did on Lively. Um, it was just an amazing time. That actually jump-started our career on TikTok. Oh, one of my friends just texted me. Um, hello. Hello. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, her name is Sky, everybody. She's awesome. Um, it, it, social media helps you meet, you know, amazing people. And I'll get to that later. Anyways. Uh, I got sidetracked. Trying to think. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's jump-started our career, meaning that we had over 10,000 followers without posting, but we went live on TikTok. Um, so we would go live every single day for four to eight hours at the beginning for like eight months. Then from there, we went. We were fortunate enough that no matter what time we went live, it would just be lit. It was. It doesn't matter. People were so eager to watch us. They wanted to watch us, and they did. So we had about 10,000 followers. And I'll be honest with you, we didn't do it on our own. There's this popular twin group called the Dobry Twins. And now they have another channel called the Dobry Brothers. They actually shouted us out plenty of times. I think maybe 10 times. Um, because we would give, here's another thing for the business side. We invested the money that we made on a platform called Live.me, and um, and uh, sorry, uh, I got this. Anyways, we invested a lot of money and time that we made from a live streaming platform called Live.me, 
which is owned by the same company now, ByteDance. I don't know if it's still alive or anything, but anyways, uh, we use our money. They were like, okay, I'm gonna shout out the top gifter. At the time, they, they only made maybe top 10,000 gift points, which is, oh my God, $100. That was all, the top gifter. So we did that on like 30 live streams, okay? It got more crazy as they went live to where it just wasn't worth sending at least $1,000 for a shout out or whatever it was. So we stopped, but the couple of shout outs that they did, I think they did a handful of five, um, jump-started our career to at least 15 to 20,000 followers. From there, that made the algorithm say, hey, these people are growing. Um, let's just push out their content. And that's where our content started to get at least 1,000 to 5,000 views. So after a while, Live, uh, Lively or and TikTok, after the integration, they got rid of the live streaming program that we were in. And it's like going homeless, jobless. You completely just go jobless. I mean, I remember my parents were really upset and stuff, and it's like we really let them down because, but they knew that we had a large ambition and we were gonna like purchase a house and all that. Like we were making a good amount of money. Like we were gonna buy a nice house, you know, put a $100,000 down payment, you know, like, like that, you know, we were on the road to that. We even met with realtors, two realtors, that were actually wanting to help us out, you know? And then we were gonna start rentals and all that. Like we had a plan. It went down to crap when they did that. And the thing is, TikTok did not even care to listen to us. They didn't, they did call us, believe it or not, they did call us to fire us, like they did with 30 other people that were actual live streamers. And the excuse was that the top point 10%, which have millions of followers, 10 millions, 20 million followers at the time, um, just millions. While we only had at least 100,000 at the time, uh, complained that they weren't getting enough views on their live streaming. And so why were we getting enough views? So they complained and they're the ones making $100,000 a day, believe it or not. $100,000 a day because of the brand deals. And we were literally making nothing near that. So not even a fraction of that. So they got rid of the program and it just felt like they, uh, you know, we got fired. So what do we do? We're like, okay, we need to shift our focus now. It's 100% videos. That's just where they're gonna head. So what do we do? We started creating videos every single day for two years without stopping. Then we grew to 200,000 followers from doing that. And then from there, it's story, it's history. We, one of our videos um, hit vir virality. And we hit over, uh, 12 million views on our ghost bear video that it went to the Trello channel then they featured it in on this uh, show called paranormal cotton camera season 3 episode 14 and that just jump-started everything like it like our channel right now is just growing because of it 
there's three more air dates and that's just helping us it's just putting us on the on the charts you know that hey we're you know maybe someday we could do like a ghost show or something like that like it's just putting us out there that no other tiktok maybe a handful of tiktokers have been fortunate to be on there so it was like this big success that we hit then from there we did siren head videos that oh my god average one million views uh that jumped that that helped us go all the way to a million followers and then now we're at 1.6 million i mean 1.6 million followers so just think about the three years of investing into one platform that you actually believe in that you that have the the, the statistics that you know they're gonna stay long uh, in the long term and that what can you do to invest your time um to become who you want to become uh, will it be worth it over time? Yes. Be smart at the beginning. Don't invest in platforms that... Don't invest your time on platforms that just don't have the viewership or who inflate numbers. Because just because they look big doesn't mean they are big. And just because they look big doesn't mean you're going to make money or be successful. You don't want inflation. You want to limit the, the inflation um, by far. Because if you inflate yourself, you look big, but you're not. You can't, you're not, you, you're not necessarily influencing where enough to where you can make brand deals. So once you start getting the brand deals, even though because the adcopolypse, that just ruined everything. And now you have large corporations taking advantage of just every influencer you can imagine. Even up to us that some won't pay, you know, the amount that we're supposed to be paid for. They're just pay not even a fraction of that but we still you know make the money you know we still do that and like i said social media is not only for money but this is we're talking about the business side here um because eventually you want to start thinking of the business side you you have to think about the business side or else you know you're not necessarily being successful on the platform now is it everything no but use your passion to you say that hey i, I you know this could be my source of income in the future now is it my source of income now no that is why we're still in school that is why we're you know majoring biology you know taking a couple of classes but you know trying to do really good in which we did you know we actually killed it 92 average on my biology you know that that's unheard of for me you know i put the time in i studied my butt off for six hours a day I got lazy towards the final, but I knew I was going to do good because I knew it. So, yeah. But there's multiple goals that we set that we're going to hit. So, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope it was informational. Um, it was less on the comedy side. It was more serious. Uh, but trust me, when Christian and I are together, we're going to be cracking some jokes. And uh, we're going to make you guys laugh and have a good day. But uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy this podcast. If you don't mind sharing it or maybe giving it a thumbs up or wherever it's at, maybe five stars or, or if you like it, leave a good rating. But yeah, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, this is not the video version. We decide, I decide not to do that, but I'll do the audio version on here only. Um, I just, I'm going to leave it at 31 minutes. I think I kind of rambled for too long here, but uh, thank you for your time. And it's something that I appreciate is that you take the time to listen to me. And, yeah, have a good day. And, uh, I don't know, do what you want to do in life and do good. <laughs> That's it.